Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 221. I'm your host, Chris Britton, so let's go. Dialage for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio again this week is my sexy ranch and co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. It's just you and me this week, so uh, we'll just try to get through. But we got I'm quite a bit. We've got quite a bit. We've got a little bit of news. We're going to play some segments. And uh, it is the beginning of the month, so... We have our heroic rank level ups this month. I'm pretty excited about that. All right. Well, normally we start off on the podcast by talking about what made us happy this week. So why don't you start us off, Colin? Fantastic. Uh, the thing that made me really happy this week is going to sound super vain to a lot of people, but I was in the gym, and I, maybe I'm the only person who does this. But you know, you really work at the sweat. I never and, uh, sweat my... ever. So okay, I... obviously. <laughs> but yeah. uh. I was like wiping her away, and then I have a very nervous habit that I always do, and that's fix my hair. It's like people who know me would know this, but I accidentally wiped off sweat and then right away fixed my hair, uh, and it made it look super nice. Uh, probably gross, but super awesome. Like I was like <laughs> I was used, I was standing there in the middle of the gym fixing my hair in that like mirror on the wall, and then I turned around to get a glass of water, and a gym hottie walked up and said. Nice hair, cowboy. And I said, <laughs> thank you. And I spilled water all over myself. How'd and then she... I popped out some curls. How did she know you were a cowboy? I had a, I had a shirt on. I had a shirt on. You had a shirt on that said, I'm yeah. a cowboy? No, well. <laughs> were you also wearing your boots and cowboy hat in the gym? I did forget my tennis shoes, yeah. Wait, you were really wearing your boots in the gym? I wore them when we met, when we went to the gym that one time. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I figured that was only happens, because, you man. know, you didn't really bring tennis shoes with you. Never. Whatever. <laughs> this, is, this is a super... But anyways, what matters was I got a compliment on my hair. Boom. Okay. That's All right. All right. Well, I'm happy for you, man. <laughs> um, what made me happy this week was that I had a nice week off of not having to edit a bunch of podcasts back-to-back. And I had a bunch of downtime to read a bunch of comics. It was fantastic. I am almost to Secret Empire, and I'm so excited to start it so I can see why everyone was so upset. You're so excited to be disappointed? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to know why everyone was so upset by it. So that is my next step. And actually, when we get done recording tonight, that is what I'm going to do is start, finally, Secret Empire. Okay. So, all right. Well, this is a HeroClix podcast, and uh, we like to bring you up-to-date information about the game of HeroClix and other nerd-related content. So let's get into the news section. WizKids does WKOs from time to time. They're awesome tournaments where you win really cool prize figures. We just did the summer and the winter ones this year. Oh, sorry, the spring. Whatever. What matters is fall. Fall is a great season. Everybody loves fall. So let's talk about, first off, the Heroclix main event kit for the fall WKO. Uh, starting from the bottom, the one that the top 16 players will get. 
depending on your venue, that kind of means everyone, is the Exospecs Special Object. I don't know what Exospecs are, Chris. Do you? Maybe? I do. I do, yes, All because right. I am a huge fan of the Shi'ar. Um, Exospecs are the special goggles that Smasher wears. Um, so Smasher is actually like a mantle that gets passed from person to person, unlike um, like Gladiator. That right. that's a single dude. Um, I can't remember what his race is called, but Smashers are a title, and every time that they get their pa- quote unquote powers, um, they are given these special goggles that give them like all kinds of like telescopic vision and stuff like that. Oh, sweet! So maybe some I don't know improved characters, improved hindering, like the sight. That'd be awesome. Next up is the top eight. It is a Manta prize figure. Then we have the top four Hussar prize figure. The top two prize figure is going to be a new Gladiator. And the number one, this is the WKO winner, gets a Rogue prize figure. So a nice Rogue to combo with the ID card coming out in Days of Future Past. Do you find it super weird that they're doing Shi'ar stuff right now? I find it really weird. I thought this was like totally way out of the blue. Just like, all right. Shi'ar stuff. Sure, I mean, I'll roll with it, but it was uh, odd. I love the Shi'ar. It's actually the other... Okay, so when we went to Origins, I picked up that Brotherhood of Evil Mutants team base. Other than that, the Shi'ar team base is the only team base I've ever managed to complete. I really enjoy them. What I don't understand is these prizes, I assume they're going to have the same sculpts as the one, because all three of those have all been made before. Normally there's like, it does sort of the same thing, right? The two reused sculpts and the one new sculpt. It doesn't say anything about that here, but kind of like how it was, what, Lockjaw, Deathhead, Mandarin, they all got, Lockjaw had the new sculpt. So maybe they might do one of them with a new sculpt, uh, but we really don't know. The really cool thing, though, about this is there's a Battle Royale kit. So maybe for a second day on WKO or something like that, there's going to be just Battle Royales. Or, like I said, normally they do Battle Royales as side events. But since this actually has really good prizing, they might make a separate tournament out of it. Who really knows? But I'm excited because the Battle Royales actually have a different special object to the top 16. You get Proxima Midnight's Spear, and I'm really excited for that. That's so awesome. awesome. That is so awesome. <laughs> I love I love the Black Order entirely. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've probably heard me mention them multiple times. But I love Proxima Midnight in the uh, in the comics. That thing does some crazy stuff. Um, in the Infinity War movie, they did not make it do anywhere near the cool stuff that it can do in the comics. So I hope it's more based after the comics. It does like this weird like boomeranging effect where it like will hit people and go through them and then come back Ooh. to you and then not only that but it like cuts through stuff like like knife through butter and so it's really cool so i'm anxious to see what that'll do and then i'm hoping that it has since we don't have a proxima midnight we haven't had one made since guardians of the galaxy i'm i'm hoping that it works with her in some function it would be interesting to like Right, Norm, most equipped comes with the person that just says they automatically start the game with it. It would be kind of odd for them to make a Proxima Midnight and then have her spear be something else you have to go to WKO to get. I don't you know. know. Yeah, I, I don't know. We can. I can hope. We can hope. Right. Maybe. 
Was yeah. Fox and Midnight the one who chucked it at Captain America in Infinity? It was going to be a spoiler, spoiler, but whatever. The one, the spear he caught, was that Fox and Midnight's or was that? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, that so was, I kind of have to pick this up now. <laughs> because Captain America caught it? Because <laughs> Captain America held it for like five seconds in a movie once, yeah. Yeah, and then as they got, spoiler, beamed back up into the ship... Uh, th- did you notice that it went with him? It got ripped out of like Cap's hand. Ah, did it? Or, I even rewatched it last week too, and I still didn't. It was either it was either out of Cap's hand or out of Black Widow's hand. I can't remember now, oh, but it got sucked back up into the tractor beam, and I was like, oh, there it goes. Unfair. So, that was like the one hint at the whole boomeranging coming ah. back to the owner thing that I even saw in the movie. So, um. If you would actually, this is just a reading recommendation. If you would like to know more about Corvus Glaive, Proxima Midnight, and uh, the other uh, Coal Obsidian members, go and read Infinity uh, by Jonathan Hickman. It has some of those characters in it, and then the whole uh, stuff that was going on with Infinity, like the. Uh, what, why can I not think of that word? I don't know. <laughs> congruent. <laughs> there we go. The congruently running titles. Uh, the Avengers and then the New Avengers also have the other ones inside of it. So you get to learn all about, like, the Coal Obsidian and Black Order and stuff like that. So go read that if you're interested in that. Dope. All right, do you have anything else in news before we move on? That wraps it up for news this week. Okay, well, let's go digging for a hidden gem. But wait, wow, that looks like a diamond. So I told you that I had actually gotten to do a bunch of reading this week. Uh, and part of the lead-up to Secret Empire, of all things, believe it or not, was actually X-Men uh, Blue oh. and X-Men Gold. And in X-Men Blue are uh, the original X-Men, and I got to read some Iceman stuff. I actually, um, back a long time ago, before I got to read a bunch of comic books, uh, Iceman was my favorite X-Men of all time. I don't, I'm not really sure why. Really? I, just, I really liked X or, uh, Iceman. Um, so... This it, it inspired me this time on Hidden Gym to go dig back into uh, the just basically a bunch of X Men sets and I landed on Uncanny X Men and uh, this is Uncanny X Men right I'm not really sure uh, let's go to zero zero four Iceman uh, from that's actually Xavier's yeah I'm like I'm really confused <laughs> now I'm like school. that's not Iceman. So here's how here's how hidden gems works. Just so you know, if this is the first time you've turning it, you're tuning into a dial H uh, episode. There's a lot of figures that all get put out all at the same time, and mostly everybody talks about the stuff that is meta or blah blah blah. But I went ahead and I I went back and I picked a figure that it actually turned out to be really good, and no one was talking about it. So I just want to give it a little bit of. Uh, a shine that I think really needs to be talked about because it's, it's actually a really good uh, character. So f- coming in at 60 points, we have five range with one bolt, but we'll get to that because it changes. Um, no special combat symbols, but running shot with A speed, 10 attack with a special attack power, 17 defense with ESD, and two mm. damage. Two damage doesn't matter. So you already have 19 defense from range. And then the special attack power says incapacitate with three targets. So you can running shot four and shoot five away and hit four, uh, three different people. And I was like, okay, that's okay. And for 60 points, you do have a six-click long dial. That's not bad. But then I started looking at the rest of the dial, and I was like, 
this thing is good the entire dial. The entire dial, and it actually ramps up at the end. And I was like, this is actually kind of dumb. So once you get past those first two clicks, um, where the powers are identical, the stats are identical even, it goes into this weird sidestep pulse wave Iceman. Not only that, but he can, on click number three, you still have 17 defense with ESD, uh, printed two damage, nine attack with pulse wave, um, and then the attack goes up to a nine, or it goes again to a nine, and then up to a ten, and then to an eleven on click number six. So the sixty-point character on end dial still has sidestep, eleven attack with pulse wave, and three printed damage now instead of two printed damage. So he starts off with like this almost annoyance piece where he's just running shot in and just oh hey let me in cap three targets at the same time. It makes you want to attack Iceman. Like, if you're the opponent, you're like, oh, well, let me just peg this Iceman one time because then, you know, he won't be able to do this stupid in-cap crap all the time. Yeah, except for he goes right into offensive mode. So even if you don't want to pulse wave with him, he actually switches over from ESD over into barrier, maintaining that 17 defense. <laughs> so you can barrier up, and then just for a little bit more survivability, he has shape change from clicks three through six. So if you're keeping track, click number six is 11 attack, pulse wave, still five range, which sidestep and three damage with shape change. I was like, this is a really good figure. Now, he also, on top of that, has the X-Factor keyword, or X-Factor um, trait. So when this character hits with an attack, modify damage plus one for each five in the attack roll. That's probably not going to come up with that often but can you imagine a 60 point character single target pulse waving and you hit with a five so you're pulse oh, waving man. for four that just seems really dumb uh so yeah uh champions defenders x factor are the keywords so um i wish the only thing that i, I don't like about this figure is obviously it does not have the x-men keyword but, yeah but other than that he's actually really really good I would say he's better than, like, the X-Men version, like, this same Iceman in the same set. He's, like, way better than the X-Men version. Yeah. I don't know, this, this Iceman is really cool. So if you never manage to get your hands on the uncanny X-Men Iceman, the one that's, like, 115 points, it's a super rare? I think it's yeah. 115 points. Yeah, 110, um, I think, with it, X-Factor Q2. It's too. still, like, $18 or something like that. I just checked earlier today. This thing is a common... So you can get it for, like, probably less than 50 cents. That is beautiful. Iceman's a pretty chill guy. I can deal with this. Nice. I like it. <laughs> okay. Do you got anything else to say about that before we move on? Uh, this Iceman is awesome. I played him once in a tournament. He's, like, he's really stupid good. I really do. That late dial barrier, don't don't forget about that. Don't just try to be, like, a pulse wave magician over here trying to just destroy the world. But, like, when you land on that night attack, that barrier is really good. And gosh, that last click. <laughs> God help your opponent if you land on that last click. Take five of these to a 300-point tournament near you and let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> uh. All right. Let's take a trip down to the corner. Oh, baby. Going down to the Silver Age value corner, corner of value. And right now... Ooh, we're feeling cheap, so get ready to pinch those pennies, folks, because I'm going to sell you a deal. All right, right off. No special combat values, no range. You guessed it. You don't need them. 
keep in mind the only keyword that's usable on this character is martial artist. So for the martial artist teams, for those that really love martial artists, I've been watching a lot of Street Fighter recently. So let's do a little 45-point martial artist for all those that want to get their kick. Stealth, right? Boom. Top three clicks all look the same. Stats are way different on each of them, but for the most part, same powers. Stealth for three clicks. Precision Strike for three clicks. Combat Reflexes for three clicks, which pairs mm, beautifully with that stealth. And last but not least, Close Combat Expert for three clicks. Top two clicks is an 8, 10, 16, and 2. Potentially swinging for four. Your stealth, they got to come to base you. So that, boom, you got an 18 defense up close. What are the last three clicks? That's right, a six-click figure for only 45 points because I care about you. Last three clicks look like this. Boom, baby. No speed power, no damage power. <laughs> super senses, super senses all the way through. And, oh yeah, because they were foolish. The fools were idiotic enough to base you. You have steel energy for your last three clicks, which means you can get yourself back to stealth, precision strike, combat reflexes, and close combat expert. With your end click with an 11 attack with steel energy. Absolutely amazing. His stats only dip to a 9 in the middle two clicks, and on one of those clicks, he has close combat expert. Oh, baby! That's right, I told you I was going to sell you a deal. For only 45 points, you have a 6-click long dial for martial arts, which is already amazing. Besides that, he's an incredible annoyance piece. He can base some people. He's got a great 18 defense up close. He's got stealth. If they don't bust stealth in a casual game, you don't think of everything, they probably can't. So, boom. And with that suit energy, you're going to stick in for the long run. Mm. He also has Vivian Wong and Earth keywords, which is a slight giveaway to who this character, what set this character might be from. What do you think he's worth, though? Ooh. I have no idea who this piece is. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out who it is. He, he is none other than the master of the kung fu or martial arts, whatever it is. He's a karate master. Master, he, I didn't know what to say. Kiyonshi. Kiyonshi? Kiyonshi? <laughs> what set is this? Yu-Gi-Oh! Series 2. No wonder I have no idea who this is. Oh, man. Okay, well... Because WizKids did a downstairs mix-up and decided to not allow their uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! to be tournament legal, um, I'm going to guess it probably didn't <laughs> never really cost that much to begin with. Uh, but it's been quite a while since that set has come out. I'm going to guess that it's 49 cents. Unlike a lot of things, and I did look through the entire Yu-Gi-Oh! set, a lot of stuff. It's actually kind of expensive for some reason. It's like in the something dollar range just because it's like a gravity feed stuff's more expensive. Whatever. But he's actually even less than 49 cents despite all odds. Master Kiki Master K, I'm just going to call him Master K. It's so much easier. <laughs> Master K is only 25 cents. Boom. Drop mic. Well, all right then. I don't <laughs> really just martial artist keyword though. <laughs> I guess Look, there are some, some people out there that really love martial artist theme teams. Like, I, if people like martial artist theme teams as much as I like running a soldier theme team, then they're going to put this guy on a lot of teams. I think he's great. Even, like, if you don't play him on a theme team, I think this dial is really good, especially when you look at the bloated point cost in most of the Yu-Gi-Oh figures. But for 45 points, this guy's really, like, solid. Like, not, not doing the sales pitch anymore. Just genuinely, I was surprised 
that there was a figure who wasn't just like a little one-trick gimmick person for like 30 points in the Yu-Gi-Oh set, who is actually probably worth their points. And the sculpt is really cool. I like the flowy cape and little pose there. It's He looks like fun, and even if you don't play martial artists, go ahead and throw him on a martial artist team once and just, you know, see how it works. Well, all right then. Okay, well, there's your value corner. There's your hidden gym. And let's move on to, uh, it's the beginning of the month. Some of you know what that means. Maybe no I already mentioned it in this episode. I can't <laughs> remember, quite honestly. But Dial H for Hero Clicks works off the value for value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals. So if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us your love and leveling up your heroic rank. So you can earn your heroic titles like Citizen, Vigilante, and Protagonist. Heroic rank level ups occur at the first episode of every month. Hint, hint. That's right now. It's right now. So don't forget that your titles appear in the show notes for the months that you contribute to the podcast. So let's get on to it. We have two people that are going to be actually ranking up this month. It is going to be a brand new listener that is going to be jumping in on the title of Citizen. That's going to be, I hope I'm getting this right, Orangus. Maybe it's Orangus. I'm really not sure. You're going to have to write in, let us know how to pronounce that. But we will make sure that you are in the show notes. And we have yet another gentleman that has achieved the title of Superfan. He's a superhero, Lucas Van Hollen. Thank you very much. Very much for your patronage, man, and you will forever be in the annals of Dial H as a super fan and a superhero. So there we go. All right. Well, if you guys want to get your own, just make sure you're jumping on Patreon and doing the whole. Um, well, we put links up on Facebook and on Twitter. Follow those. You know what to do. You guys are smart. So let's get on to. Uh, my gosh, the buttload of community that. We oh, baby. <laughs> There are dozens of us. Dozens! All right, let's start off with the Tuesday's community question. As always, we put a community question up on Twitter and on Facebook. This week's community Tuesday's question was, what is your favorite alternate hairstyle for a hero or a villain? Calder, would you like to start off? Who who do you like or hate or what? I really dug the time Captain America turned into a werewolf and his hairstyle became just fur everywhere <laughs> no uh in all seriousness i actually really like this is another alternate captain america but when he was in 1602 he had these really sick braids you know he's like when he was the rajaz native american like guy oh yeah was, he had like these really cool looking braids and i really dug that look on him i thought it looked really sweet okay fair enough so i actually had one that i just wanted to talk about how much i i thought was stupid <laughs> oh, bald, man. bald colossus Oh. Yeah, so uh, during the AVX storyline, Colossus actually managed to get a hold of the the, um, the, the gem of Sidorak. So he became the Juggernaut in addition to being Colossus. And then somehow he just managed to lose his hair. I'm not really sure why. I just thought it looked stupid. And he looked like the equivalent of Mr. Clean, but yep. also metal. <laughs> I was like, why? Uh. <laughs> But here's one I did like. I mentioned this last week, and honestly, this question was yeah. from last week. If you listen to last week's episode, it inspired me to ask you guys this question. Is um, I love Mohawk Captain Marvel. So let's jump on to our Facebook. Let's start over there. Absolutely. Peter Zachary <clears throat> Peter Zachary is starting us off. 
Personally, I enjoy myself a bald Bizarro and a redhead Lex Luthor. Looking at you, Red Son. Love this answer. <laughs> Citizen Collectible on Twitter said his least favorite was Bald Electro in Amazing Spider-Man. And yeah, I don't know why. I had this weird thing with like Electro's actual mask. I really loved it. Um, you liked the sunflower mask that he yes, had? Yes, yes, I so much did. I'm not joking when I tell you this. When I was a kid, the, I... That was like my first cosplay. I don't oh, know why. I made an electro mask out of um, like cardboard and paper mache. It's beautiful. And so that was a thing. I really liked it. So I can agree there. And then his favorite is Wonder Man going all Santa Claus as Hollywood in Galactic Guardians. That was dope. Wait, he says, uh, is it Galactic Guardians or Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, it's a Galactic Guardians. So like the Galactic Guardians set when Hollywood had the. Waterman shared. Oh yeah, stuff. I guess it's I guess it's both, but um, he was he's an actual guardian of the galaxy too. That I do not know. Drew Warren says, does the tiara uh, count for Luke Cage? And I I, would, I say it should. The tiara was a defining look there back in the eighties. Sure. Yeah. Why not? We have critical missives that said Mohawk Storm is the only way to fly. <laughs> uh, Paul Groff, bull cut. Guy Gardner, Angela Pillier, uh, goes on to say, I wouldn't call it a favorite, but it does amuse me greatly. There's this great DC Comics insert they had for a while, and it was like, characters that look alike. Uh, Lex Luthor and Big something or other. Superman and Clark Kent. Guy Gardner and a pineapple. And I was like, that was a gag they did for a bit, and it was hilarious. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chris Kurtz said, Harley, when her curtains match the drapes. <laughs> He said, oh, wrong hair, my fault. I'm just going to, okay, Nick Boyle. Man, I <laughs> loved Mohawk Storm. Her attitude shift was a little uncomfortable, but she looked great. Okay. Uh, we have, what I'd call him, Kirby Ronnie? I'm pretty sure that's what I called him. I like when Beast became blue and when Guy grew a mustache of rage. Oh, that was that was funny. Okay, the New 52 had one good thing about it, and it was that. David Herberger, I'm going with Juggernaut. Not an alternative hairstyle, but you can remove the helmet. <laughs> that is, he's, he's thinking, man. That is not a hairstyle at all. <laughs> okay. Um, Ian Wilson said, this version of Starfire's changing hair is my favorite by a lot. Did link a picture, so if you want to go see that, just jump onto Twitter. Nice. Tyler Mirren, Mohawk Captain Marvel, definitely the best. Gray on the sides, Reed Richards, and Doctor Strange, although I never liked the gray hair on Hal Jordan. There was that time where he had the, the whatever, the gray sides. Okay. Michael Fedor said, the Farrah Fawcett hair for Allison Blair, Dazzler. I'm more of a fan of the Olivia Newton-John 80s look instead <laughs> with her. So, actually, that's it's funny you put it that way, but I totally understand, yeah. Um, I like her hair like that, too. <laughs> Which reminds me of, uh, not Shatterstar, um, what's the luck guy? Longshot. Thank you. Man, his hair back then, actually, even oh, to yeah. this day, his hair. Let's just point out, his hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarge Uchia, I like the cowboy hat Logan. I agree. Oh, man, it's been a minute since he's he's had on one of those. 
Does eye patches count? Since we're just clearly deviating from the haircut stuff. Just really any Leave it alone. <laughs> face accessory. Fa yeah, facial accessory accessories. Uh, I'm gonna go with eye patch Wolverine, also known as Patch. They were really original back then. Uh, <laughs> we have Vigilante Michael Miller said, "I always dig Mohawks on figures." How many Mohawk figures are there? Storm. Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Despero, kind of. Oh, yeah, Despero with the fin. Gladiator. If, if we're going with the fin, then we're like Tomar 2. Okay. You know? Tomar yeah. 3. That's all. We need, we need more. Does Spider-Punk have a sort of mohawk thing kind going of. on? There all we right. go. I'll take that. Seth Aaron's yelling at us right now because we almost forgot that one. I know how much he loves Spider-Punk. Oh, yep, that's true. <laughs> we need more mohawks in here, folks, man. We need more. Ah, uh, man, Rusty Stein, a female mullet on Rachel Summers when she first appeared in Excalibur. Sure. But... <laughs> I've read that. I know what he's talking about. That is horrendous. I love it. Jason Levine said, The Thing in a Beatles wig. Have you ever seen that? No. It looks stupid. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, David Logan, I really dig Luke Cage's look in the Iron Age. Tiara, Fro. And some hefty mutton chops. <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh. Uh, uh, all right. Um, mutton chops, man. Superhero, the ruffian, little plastic superhero, said every hero and villain in the '90s that rocked that sweet, sweet mullet. <laughs> okay, uh, Tristan Campos, shirtless Kirk, aka them nips, <laughs> which has nothing to do with hair. <laughs> There's nothing, Ugh. well, um, also, oh, we asked the wrong question this week is what we happened. <laughs> the last answer that I have on Twitter is from Cody Williams, said Mullet Nightwing and Mohawk Captain Marvel. Baby. Last two on Facebook, Ruben William Therese Jr. says Bald Colossus all day. So that's one. Really? <laughs> no! Uh, and ending it off, we have Jeff Polier. I dig Luke Cage shaving his head. I do think the bald look is a good modern Luke Cage. Yeah, he looks way better bald in the comics than he does with hair. That's that's not a joke. Um, okay, is that it? That's all we got. That is all. That I is. think we should we should probably give honorable mentions to uh, Mullet Superman, Afro Blade. Uh, anybody else you want to throw out there? I'm gonna throw out Afro Disco Collar Black Lightning. That was beautiful. <laughs> all right. Well, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. There's your weekly Community Tuesdays question. Um, let's jump on to something a little bit different. Um, I hope this keeps up. I'm going to try to make this an ongoing uh, little segment in, within the community, and that is going to be weekly Jedi Legends Heroclix Tip of the Week. He posted this on Twitter, and uh, he gave us permission to read this on the air. He said, remember, carry is minus one to your movement. This is the same if you use running shot or charge. The movement portion is halved, then minus one. Twelve movement becomes six, and finally, five squares. So there you go. There's a little bit of a, a hero clicks tip. Also, remember that it is subject to the rule of three, so there are some characters out there that can carry up to three characters or more, and they will uh, minus three from their movement. Negative, yep. So, uh, which would... If you did start out with 10 speed and you tried to running shot, enjoy your whopping two squares. Very sad. Pl replace then modify, folks. 
not very good. <laughs> that is that is very true. Okay, well, we have about a million questions from Malcolm Rush, so here we go. Calder, do you want to read them? Absolutely. So, Malcolm goes off to say, Over the years, WizKids introduces many different mechanics. Which ones did you love or hate over the history of HeroClix? Chris. Uh, okay, so... Is it weird that I really liked Sharpshooter? You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna judge. It's, a, I mean, <laughs> it's a little redundant now, but I just really like the little symbol. Like, it just looks cool on a dial. I, I really like that. Um, ones that I, I hated over the years. I don't, I don't know if there's any real mechanic that I hated. There were just ones that were way, just really not useful. Um, I want to say that split and merge should have been more useful than what it was. Okay, yeah, besides just split somebody who has regeneration or whatever, heal up, merge, and then go back to close to top or whatever. Yeah, it seemed like something that could have been way cooler than what it was, but people only used it for, like, the same one thing, and it was yeah. what you said. So it, that that kind of that kind of blew, but uh, I wouldn't say that there are any mechanics that I just absolutely hated. Gotta say, I really did like the duo attack, but my favorite mechanic, actually, over the years were countdown clicks. For some reason, I really enjoyed just waiting to actually use something on my force. It felt really cool. It felt like they um, they were really good, and they cost less, like characters that had countdown clicks, like Curse in Throw the Dark World. Throw the Dark World, and I think Captain America, the comics that were really the only two sets to really use countdown clicks. And I really enjoyed that mechanic, and I thought it'd be really cool for future clicks like a... Uh, Adam Warlock coming out of the cocoon or anything like that. I think it's something they didn't fully explore and they could do more with. Uh, the second question is, WizKids has stopped using some of these mechanics. Which ones would you want WizKids to bring back, and what changes would you have them make to make it better for the current game today? I don't know if bringing back Sharpshooter would benefit anyone in any way unless they change how it worked entirely. I just want the little symbol. Well, I don't know why I like that little symbol so much. It looks, it's the scope, like, crosshair. It looks sweet. It does look yeah, cool. Yeah, I just really like the way it worked. I don't know. Maybe they could, um, maybe they could add where you could have, like, range combat expert as, like, a trait or something like that. But then, then why wouldn't you just trait your character range combat expert combat or something? Expert. I don't know. It's it's just I think that would be cool to bring back. Um, I think I would definitely bring back Duo Attack though. I really oh, yeah. liked Duo Attack. Uh, I I don't know why they got rid of it to be completely honest. I really don't know either. So <clears throat> I would bring Duo Attack back, but I would make it a little different. So it was always really weird and kind of situational to get your figure placed right and then be able to give them power action to do the two attacks. Instead, make Duo Attack like. It was one character, so you get to, like, choose a power on the dial and then just make a free attack. Just totally for free. Like, that that's the one person shooting or punching, and then your costed action would be the other character. I think that would be kind of neat. Okay, so you could still, like, use running shot or charge and then, right. then get your other one in so there. So, like, that was the problem with duo attacks. You couldn't use it with any, like, movement besides sidestep. Yeah, they were just, like, stuck there. Exactly. So, yeah, that, that kind of made a lot of sense. Uh, the third question is, which mechanics that are still in use today that you would get rid of and why? Or how would you fix them? 
So this is going to be controversial because people love it so much, but I feel like they love it only because they win with it. I would eliminate pick a power. That's not like an exactly on paper definition of what it does, but there's so many characters out there that clearly rule the meta again and again and again with pick a power over the years. Jakeem, Super Scroll, uh, just Batman, like all of them. I just don't like pick a power. I don't think characters should have that many options. So it, in order to fix things, I think that they're actually doing a better job of fixing that because they knew what the problem was, which was it opened up the door too much, and that's to limit the options that you could choose. So, like, Super Scroll could pick anything. Um, right. I, I think that since they've made it where, oh, you can only pick attack powers, and, oh, you can only pick a power that you didn't pick last turn, or stuff like that. That's a good fix to a lot of those pick a power pieces. But I would just honestly, I would just get rid of them entirely. Okay, right. I literally just thought of something to say, and I completely spaced on it. I wasn't. It wasn't class retaliation. It was like something else. But it's gone now. So my brain shut down. It's like a one mechanic. I would definitely probably get rid. Of, oh, now I remember the free sideline. So I already don't care for the super friends. Because it's just something you add on your force free. I don't think there should be, besides like objects in the map, right? Those are free to add on your force because that's what you need to play the game. I don't think there should be a figure that it's just free. This is just on your sideline. I think they are, they are very situational. They're hard to pull off, missing three attacks. And if you miss three attacks, you're probably out of actions. And then you just put someone on the board to do nothing, right? So then they just get shot next turn and they're scored for easy points. The only time they're actually good is a crit miss. But I just don't like the idea of them giving game mechanics in the game of Heroclix for free. Uh, so these are okay. They're very situational. The trouble alert is fine for right now. But let's just not think we can start doing stuff just totally for free. Because it's going to be just showed up on every single tournament ever. And it's going to just make the game more expensive, if you ask me. Sure. And let's see, which mechanics are the game are used? Yeah, that was number three. So number four, which mechanics is overused or underused in today's game? And what would you suggest to WizKids to improve that issue or problem, Chris? So this is going to be weird, but there are a lot of characters out there that justifiably should have team abilities. Like they have the keywords for them, and then for some reason they just don't put the the team ability on the character. I'm like, why would you even give it the X-Men team ability, or the X-Men keyword if you're not going to give it the X-Men team ability? So I would say, like, just team abilities in general are underused because they're not getting used um, when they should, especially should be put on stuff. Um, they've done a lot better job uh, recently, I would say, for sure. Uh, if you go back to older sets, there's just, like, randomly pieces that just won't have anything at all and it's even more um ubiquitous but it's there it's a thing where you're just like why doesn't this have this uh another one is i think that they should do more with anything clicks fx related it's i agree just, it's just fun i like those um as far as things that are overused in the game i don't mm, I, maybe colossal retaliation starting to get pretty saturated i mean every how many Colossal Retaliators have we had in the last, like, year and a half, two years? Uh, a quite, ton. Quite, quite a few now. When it first came out, I was like, man, this is cool. I really like this. Uh, and and my mind that is was it. That's the crazy thing is 
it was those Colossals, and that was it until last year. And then we got, you know, What If with those two Colossals, and then the Thor set, and then Avengers Infinity War. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. So maybe that one's just a little bit, like, put that one back on the back burner a little bit and give me some more clicks FX basis. I will agree. Uh, mine's just going to echo that. I think, really, ID cards and Colossals are just overused. They're cheap enough to put on every team, and with X-Men teams being the way they are in the meta, you kind of need to play Colossal if you're not going with the theme team. Like, that's just a very necessary thing. Uh, oh, gosh, especially with X-Men. And then I'm going to, once again, say Clicks FX bases. There are Clicks FX still in Modern. There's Unicorn Deadpool, which I would love to see win a tournament. That'd be hilarious. I don't think you can. But then there's the entire Joker's Wild set. There's Katana. There's El Diablo. There's a few others. I think Firefly has one. And we're not seeing them in play. I think we can all agree we like Clicks FX. But the ones that actually have the Clicks FX tokens aren't being played because they aren't that good. So I feel like those are really underused. It's almost like, because we were complaining for a while that the game was getting to the point where there's too much of the game off of the table. Yeah. Right? With your uh, entities and ATAs and stuff like that. And then they transitioned away from off the table, but they didn't transition to more things on the table past just, like, the regular thing. Clicks FX are just an excuse to put more things on the table. And I just think it's more fun because there's more color on the table. Is that weird? I I like it. No, I I totally agree. It makes it easier than trying to look at your opponent's cards to see what little token they have on their cards to show basically what a clicks effect showed. Uh, Number five, what is the one mechanic you think people still don't understand? How would you fix that? I would say that line of sight to and from colossal figures, especially since we got a lot of colossals, Recently, and because we went to Origins, and we were running Avengers Infinity packs in the Battle Royales, every single pack had a Colossal, and it was like every game or every other game was judge, line of sight question, we don't understand how this exactly works. Did you did you have the same thing with you? I never really had that problem. Maybe we it's just me. Maybe I Jeffers. just don't <laughs> understand. Uh, I would have to say... I am losing my mind today. I lost my marbles. Uh, but no, the this kind of goes with Avengers Infinity. The special terrain rules for vehicles, the whole shooting through them, they explode, the whole countdown thing. Every time I've played a game with a vehicle in it used to special terrain or that becomes special terrain, we have to like look at the car and the guy's got to study it for a quick second to see how like it detonates or how it clicks down or how it blows up. Some people aren't really grasping that because it just doesn't come up enough in games. So I feel like that's kind of a mechanic people really don't understand, and I think there's a way to simplify it. Uh, but I wouldn't have the answer, sadly. Is I'm, it just me, or do you have to look up just the the basic rules of vehicles every single time you play vehicles? Yeah, no, that's totally true. I was like, whoa, the pilot's ejected. Is it on a what again? And you kind it's of like gotta... one, three, 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 four, six... What? <laughs> yeah. Where does the action token go? Every single time I play a vehicle, I end up having to look up the video, the rules. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. Vehicles, man. How do they work? Uh, if you, <laughs> if you could make a new mechanic for Hero Flicks, what would it be, and how would it work? Okay, so I was thinking about this, 
and this is piggybacking off of like the idea of merge and split but the ability to do it with like any character that has a trait like you would make the trait team up and then you could make your character team up with any one character that's like a friendly to do did you ever play marvel ultimate alliance i did okay the second one there were unique triggers you could attack unique attacks you could do with people and the most like iconic one's going to be where you had iron man shoot his repulsor ray and it gets deflected off a cap shield and it does this cool thing where it spirals around the whole map and hits a bunch of enemies and stuff like that i think it would be cool to have characters work in tandem with other random characters like that whether that be through a, a temporary stat boost or like they could team up to make a single attack so say you had two characters right and both of the characters are we'll say like 10 attack two damage and then you could like temporarily put them together for one attack so they're not permanently merged and then you could attack somebody and it could actually do a precision strike or something like that so you could get past characters that have uh, reducers so normally these two two damage characters would not be able to do damage but if they team up it's like they're overcoming the odds and something like that and then you could add like when this character teams up you can use pulse wave for this attack or when this character teams up at first you can use outwit for this attack or something like that i think that would be a really cool mechanic totally gonna get stolen watch in like two years it'll be printed because <laughs> kids just stole this idea uh, i actually think that's a really great idea i think it's really cool the superhero team up sort of thing that's awesome uh, mine's sort of in the same vein as that, but it's uh, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. So I think it'd be really cool. We've had characters that mess with objects before. I think it'd be great to have a character who could pretty much be like, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. And you could toss an object, like equip it as a free action off of a character to a different character, and they Ooh. give a power action. It's like, here, bro, like Captain America is throwing his shield to somebody else so they can block an attack or like, you know... Kind of oh, like how, sweet. like that would be, I think, it would be a really cool like thing to implement in the game. That's such a good idea, because people do, people actually do that in the comics all the time. Like, oh yeah. Captain America will actually throw his shield over to somebody so they can temporarily use it before he gets it thrown back to him. Yeah. So that's that's definitely a thing that could work. I feel like it'd be really cool and themey. I'd like to see it, Whiskids. So, uh, number seven, send it off. If Whiskids did hear about that new mechanic. How likely would WizKids use it, and why? Oh, so if they heard about this, which they probably will, they'll use it, but they'll use it two years from now, (laughs) and then they'll claim that it was entirely their idea and then never give me credit, even though I just came up with it. You're like 100% certain WizKids is going to use this. Like you're. (laughs) Why not? It's a great (laughs) idea. Like it would Uh... like just put star or trait team up and then you just understand that the base mechanic you have the ability to team up with other characters like people in comics team up all the time there's literally a marvel comic called marvel team up (laughs) Uh, yeah i would hope they would use both their ideas they're great even if there's no credit because i don't think WizKids almost ever gives credit to anyone so i mean it would just be cool that's not true Remember, oh. it was like, I don't know, a few months ago, they released an article that said, we've been listening to that you guys, right. and we, we'd like to give credit 
two, and then listed out a bunch of people on the bottom of it. And like three or four of the people that were listed were our listeners. That is true. The for the help on the corrections on the rules. So you know what? I'll give credit where credit's due. WizKids does recognize some people, even if it's their first name and last initial, which was really easy to guess, by the way, because you see these names a lot in HeroClix. Malcolm R. Oh, that's really hard to figure out. Gee whiz, I don't know who it could be, guys. Like, <laughs> I'm glad you're trying to keep some, like, look, they get a little bit of fame, but also don't berate them for their opinion or whatever, but it's like, we could figure it out. I'm not Detective Chimp, but... I'm sorta. I can. I can figure. I can see what you're doing there, Whiskers. So yeah, they do give credit. That's actually. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. For pointing that out. <laughs> yeah. I'll. I'll make sure and hold my breath for my credit coming from Whiskids. Um. All right. That is all that we got on the Malcolm Rush uh, question block this that week. Is it. Right. Okay. All right. Well, that's. Well, that's all we got sent in from us, uh, I believe. So let's do birthdays. We actually have birthdays this week. I'm pretty excited. So first of all, we have a birthday for uh, uh, Citizen Christian Bogan actually messaged in and said that uh, his brother-in-law, Loyal, and he he have birthdays this week. Uh, Loyal is going to be on the first. Christian is on the second. And then we also just happen to know that uh, super villain Seth Aaron is uh, September 5th. So this is an official happy Arabian birthday to you guys. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> I know. It's such a beautiful uh, sound. It's so hard to keep my composure every time you play that. Oh. <laughs> uh. See, there's your problem. You try to keep your composure. Just don't. Just let it out. We're not an extremely professional podcast. Don't worry about it. Oh, All right. Man. Uh, we got a correction. By we, I mean oh, I, no. I got a correction. It was my fault. I messed it up, so I will own it. Uh, we have a listener named Benjamin Umansky, I believe. Last week at the end of the episode, we were talking about characters that made their first appearance in TV shows or radio shows, things that were not comics before they were brought into the comics. I incorrectly said that Felicity Smoke was in the comics uh, later than being in the Arrow show. He sent in and said that she first appeared in Fury of the, of the Firestorm, issue number 23, that debuted in 19. 19- 84, so quite a few years before the Arrow, but uh, the Arrowverse, good good on you guys for keeping us straight, like an Arrow. <laughs> There's my bad joke for the episode. Oh my gosh. I know, it was that's so ter- bad. That's terrible, take a lap. Oh, I know. Alright, that's, that's all I got. Do you have anything else? Alright, that is all I have, so... Okay, wait, wait, oh, before you uh, do that. Uh-uh. You can find us at Dial H for Hero Clicks, that is the number four on Twitter. You can search for us. Uh, just search Dial H for Hero Clicks on Facebook. You can send us an email like we get from time to time at Dial H for Hero Clicks at gmail.com. And make sure you guys are jumping in on our Community Tuesdays questions so you can answer, be part of the community. We always appreciate that. This month we are giving away uh, digital copies of Deadpool as well as Infinity War. Can't win those if you're not a patron, so jump on and get your heroic rank. There. That's all I got. Your go. 
win Deadpool if you want to laugh, and win Infinity War if you want to cry. With that in mind, Zion Unleashed for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Click singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails.